and welcome to the Real Life Sports Show. This podcast is for sports fans, whether you're playing it, interested in it, or looking to learn from high achievers. My name is Sam Adams. I'm known as the Real Life Coach. I'm a business owner and a life coach, and I work with sports professionals, athletes, coaches, and people in and around the industry. I help those people live more expansively, more authentically, so that they can enhance their performance, whether that's playing their game or living their real life. My background is in business. I've been in business for over 20 years in property. I've mentored and coached in that industry, and that led me into being a life coach. I'm super passionate about sports, and that's what led me to working in that industry and creating this podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking to some amazing human beings, some elite athletes and people from that industry. We're going to be talking about the glory, the glamour, the achievements and the medals, but we're also going to go to the real life bit, behind the scenes, what it really takes to excel. We're going to talk about the guts, the determination, the grit and the grime. For you, the listener, you're going to get some great takeaways and insight, whether you're looking to achieve for yourself around your mindset or your personal development. This is the podcast for you. So if you enjoy the podcast, I'd love for you to leave me a five-star review and any comments you have. So here we go, the Real Life Sports Show. So yeah, welcome everybody to another episode of the Real Life Sports Show, this podcast of mine. And I am so happy today because this is the first in-person podcast I've done in about 18 months, (laughs) Uh, It feels so good. And it's with the one and only Sarah Stuck. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for giving up the time. We're here at the AIG uh, Women's Open Golf up in Carnusti. 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 And the sun's shining today, which is amazing. I've had the most incredible, like, I came up Sunday... Uh, no, Monday, and the weather was just yeah. glorious. And I was like, am I really in Scotland? Yeah. It's been amazing. I don't think it's going to stay like this, though. No, I have I'll be in my waterproofs tomorrow, probably. <laughs> I have checked the weather forecast, and uh, the rest of the week's not yeah. looking quite so good. But let's enjoy it while it's last. Exactly. I had a little bit of golf at St Andrews yesterday. I know, you've been living it up. I have an Dramoig today, which is beautiful, and you've been... I've been yeah. working hard. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, for those of you that don't know, who is Sarah Stokes? So let's start with that because okay. I, I'm not going to lie, you were on my hit list. I have a hit list of people okay, that I want to get good. on my podcast. Yeah. You were on it. And I was very fortunate that I got asked to speak at your event, yeah. which hopefully you might talk about that a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's how we met, which was great. Yeah. I was like, yes, I'll do it because I get yeah. to see you and ask you about the podcast. So who is Sarah Stokes? Well, um, so it kind of defy well, I guess work, isn't it? That's kind of often how you define yourself. I mean, my so I'm sports presenter for golf presenter for Sky Sports. Um, yeah, run a women's reach, uh, women's network called Reach. Yeah. Um, so I guess in terms of who I am, I'm a person who's passionate about sport, passionate about life, passionate about business. Kind of got a lot of interest. But yeah, if you hopefully if you're a sports fan or a golf fan, you've kind of seen or know me from like the past few years at Sky and yeah. kind of been climbing the ranks in the sort of TV and journalism world and yeah it's been a it's been a good ride yeah well that's I mean me personally I got to know I've become aware of you through Sky Sports obviously yeah. watching a lot of golf uh, and seeing you on the TV so that that's really how you came into my world but obviously this podcast is all about sport yeah um, you know I work with athletes and sports professionals which I absolutely love I watch a ton of sport yeah um, if I can get to a live event hence why I've 
come all the way up to Scotland, <laughs> I will. Um, and to combine it with a bit of work like this, podcasting is an absolute dream for me. So I'm living my dream. I think Perfect. you're living your dream, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I always, I always said that kind of my, my dream job, and I was a tennis player when I was younger, so that was kind okay. of my ultimate dream when I was, you know, sort of 13, 14. I wanted to be a pro tennis player. Right. Um, and then I had a really bad shoulder injury. Oh, okay. um, which was horrific and I guess at, so at that age you're like if I want this and I work really hard I'm going to achieve my dreams mm. and then you realise life doesn't always work like that does it no. um, Yeah. so that unfortunately that path was no longer the one I was going to be walking down um, but I, I sort of I'm a big believer in when one door shuts another one opens and mm. I kind of thought okay if I'm not going to be professional sports person or an athlete what's the next best thing so I quickly kind of changed tack and that mm. was yeah that was my dream to be a sports presenter okay. and then my dream as I sort of got a bit older and went through my career to to cover golf for Sky Sports so yeah. I've always said this is my dream job and yeah it Living is dream. yeah do you think I mean I, I work with athletes that sometimes their careers don't get off the ground as yeah. you know like yours obviously really didn't probably get to anywhere where it could have gotten um, in terms of being you know, a professional sports person. Uh, and so I work with a lot of athletes that sometimes their careers end early mm. or they're trying to transition out of their sport. Yeah. How was that for you? Do you remember that really well as a kid when that dream was sort of taken away from you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? Because mm. like I said, you have that, you have that, you don't realise that at that age that things don't always work out. Mm. You just, you live in this idealistic world yeah. where you think everything's just going to work out okay and then yeah. suddenly you're like god no actually it's not and I think but I think at that age you're so resilient aren't you I mean god I wish I had that resilience now <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have it you just, kind it's of, there when you need yeah, it generally but it's, it's I think you just it's easy it's easy when you're younger isn't it mm. to say okay that didn't work but I'm you know 16 I've got the rest of my life ahead of me and mm. this is what I want to do now so um, but yeah it's hard and I think it took me it took me a lot. It's still stung for a long time because yeah. that—that's you know that your hopes and your dreams, and then they're just dashed yeah. by fate, by life. It's not nothing, no fault of your own, mm. um, and it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is life, and that's you know setbacks are part of life, and being resilient is important. So you know it's really important. I think that my attitude kind of changed. I was in. Went to Millfield on a tennis scholarship, and then it was actually when I was I went to the States on a tennis scholarship. Oh, it was actually amazing. when I was there, yeah. met um, an amazing tennis coach who kind of taught me a lot about attitude because mm -hmm. I felt like my attitude was quite bad when I was yeah. sort of I was sulking a little bit. And, um, <laughs> well, you're 13, 14. Yeah. There's hormones going yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's gonna happen. Yeah, and then she kind of taught me a lot about attitude, and I think that really kind of that was a big life lesson for me. Yeah. So that's definitely helped me as, as I've got older yeah I think that the thing now you see in sport um, so many tennis players and sports professionals yeah. have people that help them with their mindset and mentally yeah. you know hence that's really part of my work that yeah. I do um, and, and certainly on the tennis circuit you know yeah. th that's a real big part of it now isn't it working yeah. on your attitude your mindset for uh, sure changing I mean, you, that. you look at tennis and golf and there's so much is between so much of sport between the years but as uh, an individual sport like tennis and golf, mm. certainly golf. I mean, I just, you know, I, I'm a keen golfer. I have been, you know, for the last sort of, well, since university, really. Mm. I love it. But that stationary ball, how much time you have to think, it's, it's incredible. Mm. Like, you, you're there, you're walking up to your shot, you, all these emotions and feelings going on and these thoughts. Yeah to control the mind and then be able to execute a shot under the most intense pressure. It still blows my mind watching these, you know, men and women 
doing it week in week out. Oh, me too. I think that's why I don't know. I mean, I always loved playing sport. Yeah. I'm sensing that you did as well, and I yeah, just it it blows my mind as yeah. well to think how they do it. Yeah. You know how that like so under that level of pressure because you just think the adrenaline what that would do to you physically anyway when you yeah. have to hit a shot or you know in golf it's so you know it's fine margins it's, isn't yeah it? it's yeah. really fine and you've got all that adrenaline um all in all the emotions going on i was talking about it yesterday actually to my friend karen when we were on the 18th at st andrews yeah and it's quite a simple hole the 18th yeah. actually uh, and i said to her do you know what it, it I think it's a good thing it's a simple hole because yeah. you imagine coming up the 18th yeah. and you're about to win yeah. you know you're at St Andrews I know. and if you made that hole really yeah. difficult can you I don't, I don't no. think that would be a good way to end any no. tournament like that you but know? then you look at the 18th here at Carnoustie and it's a brew you know yeah. depending on which way the wind's blowing yeah, or whatever yeah. it's yeah it's it's tough and I, I think I used to suffer when I was a junior tennis player I really mm. used to I could never quite replicate the way I played in practice in, in matches mm. I always I did suffer tension yeah. tension quite a lot and that it's I always say Lee Westwood remember him saying he was working with a sports psychologist and his mm. goal was to play like he just doesn't care and yeah. that's the ultimate isn't it play like you don't care when you absolutely do yeah. so being laid back and having those feelings and trying to get into that physically in that in that state is yeah. it's crucial yeah. and, and that's something that I work on with, with people that I work yeah. with it's about it's not about not caring. I mean, you can't really ever eradicate no. that. But it's about um, you're just playing tennis. Like yeah. if I was working with a tennis player, it is just remember that th this is just a tennis game. Yeah. And you love playing tennis. Yeah. So enjoy that experience and that moment. Don't think about what, yeah, yeah. what comes after it. It's, I mean, sport is very much in the moment, isn't it? You know, yeah. to handle, you know, this point, this shot or whatever, yeah. this stroke. Um, you have to be in the moment and it's very much about that but actually and I think uh, Roger uh, Roger Federer he had like uh, a sports psychologist I'm not sure if it's sports psychologist but he had someone helping him because his attitude was really poor in the beginning yeah. and helped him flip that and just to think and I've heard him say before I just go out there like I'm playing tennis like, yeah. I'm here to play I love yeah. playing tennis I just want to play a tennis match yeah. um, and I'm not thinking about the Wimbledon title or whatever yeah, yeah. I'm playing tennis and, and I love playing tennis and it's as simple as simple that, as that. It, try it, to keep that yeah but it sounds simple doesn't it Do but it it's just day. it's not and I've always been like a massive overthinker as well so yeah <laughs> <laughs> to try and get my mind to, to empty my mind is, is not an easy thing no and we were talking before weren't we and we were talking about meditation and yeah. stuff and that it's and I believe it's super powerful and and that's a big part like I'm really keen on self-mastery and personal development that's kind of like my world and self-mastery is about yeah. being able to quieten in the mind in those yeah. moments when chaos reigns around you that's how uh, any of us can have a fulfilled yeah. life isn't it that yeah. we can quieten the noise from because the world is going to keep doing what it's yeah. going to do you know what's going on out there that's going to happen yeah. but it's what's going on in here for you if you can manage that you master yourself you I do truly believe you are happier uh, you will have a happier more fulfilled life definitely um, but it it's, it's not, not easy, easy. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> if you can help me with that that'd be great yeah I can help you with that um, I'm still working on it for myself but, that, but I've been doing it for 20 odd years hence yeah, why I'm a coach yeah. um, and I love that stuff because yeah. I just love human behaviour yeah. and, and how we think and trying to better ourselves and I think that's, a, that's an awesome thing to, yeah, to, to do but I want to talk to you about sport anyway I want to go back to sport because you got into tennis so yeah. how, how did that happen was that through family were they keen so, to get you playing yeah my dad was always really my dad was always very sporty mum not so much so I kind of followed my dad dad's path really and yeah just like the local tennis club it was mm. kind of I mean not no real tennis in the in the background in the family but just kind of fell in love kind of the local club and that was it and mm. just kind of 
had a had a hook, played a bit at school, and then yeah, developed it. Went to went to Millfield and and, and on from there. But I started quite late, um, and I think at that, you know, when you look back at kind of like Jennifer Capriati and you kind yeah. of that oh, Monica yeah, Sellers and yeah. you, you sort of they're, they're like child prodigies, and I I definitely. Maybe it's still the case in tennis, but I think maybe less so. Sort of longevity, you know, players are having longer careers. But yeah. yeah, I think just an automatic. Always loved sport. Tennis was kind of became my thing, and, and that's yeah. how it developed from there. Really. Did you play other sports in and around yeah, that? Like netball and hockey and stuff at school. Mm. Rounders. I was a big fan of rounders. Yeah. See, I remember rounders. Nobody but hardly plays it rounders now, do they? The best. I, I loved yeah, rounders. Yeah, yeah. It was probably my favorite. Yeah. Apart from athletics, I was athletics massively... same as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all sports. But then I think I wanted to try and focus and to try and get good at one. So I mm. sort of went down the tennis route. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was it. Yeah. I think it's you know it's interesting that you've gone on to to this career. Did, did you go and study journalism after? So yeah, so when I, so when I was in the states, that's kind of when I decided I was in physio every day, slamming nightmare in my shoulder, not kind of playing and doing what I wanted to do. And mm. then I, I said, kind of it was like an overnight thing. I was like, right, what am I going to do now? Right. And then okay, I'm going to be a sports journalist because I can still get a front row seat to to watch and, and see that's all this. Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, started writing for my university newspaper and that was it then I came back from the States and then I went to Loughborough yeah. and I literally spent every holiday doing work experience wow. um, at you know Match of the Day and Grandstand yeah. and, you yeah. know Daily Mirror Daily Mail all, everywhere I could really yeah. I just made it my it's not an easy career very competitive quite, very cutthroat is it so yeah just because it's it's a fun career it's a good career everybody wants to do it so yeah. I, I said right well I need to dedicate myself and work really hard to achieve this and that's what I did I think having a plan quite early helped me yeah I never like once I decided that was it just sort of kind of Head down focus. And it's that yeah. passion and desire yeah. isn't it which yeah. on the podcast we talk about that a lot obviously you yeah. get a lot of athletes you know get a lot of athletes or former athletes and we talk about that passion and that purpose and that yeah. desire and having that drive yeah but which is great, yeah. But also, there is there is a you know there's a double edged sword to everything. I believe there's a paradox to everything. Did were you kind of laser focused on focused on this is my career and this is my path to the exclusion of everything else? Yeah, I think so. I just knew that I felt quite focused at that age. I think when I went to Loughborough, I mean, I nearly left. I got offered a job back to the day in my first year at, oh, at really? uni. Not not on the like the in front mm. of camera, sort of behind the camera stuff. But I think it's one of those careers where experience kind of matters more than you know right educational background yeah. really so I did sports science degree um used the time at Loughborough to gain the work experience in the holidays and then I did a post-grad um year in industry while well, mm. I was at Manchester United Television doing the journalism degree yeah so I became a fully qualified journalist so but yeah I think yeah, probably. So sort of, I mean, I probably look back and think I probably didn't lead a normal kind of university life. I wasn't probably, I wasn't, wasn't the party girl that you some of my friends were. Busy doing work experience. Yeah, I was, kind of, I was even really focused at that age. And I think, you know, I think it's a little bit different now. I think you look at, I don't know, early twenties now, and they seem to. I think it's changed. Yeah. Whereas at uni, at that you know, that time, that age, it was kind of like you just went to have fun. And, yeah. But I was always. I don't know, I always sort of thought, hmm, I want a bit more than that. Yeah. So I was always pretty... Focused yeah, on very focused prize. on what I was doing. Yeah. 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 It, and and so, like I say, sometimes that can have a level, you know, that can be other things, like, you know, um, 
it's funny you're talking about like teenagers and you, you know you kind of like you don't really think too far outside no. of the box do you or, or wider angles yeah. I did a talk for some young footballers and I, and I and I kind of tease them a little bit I ask them a few questions and see what see about their thinking it is very laser focused which yeah. is great like yeah. I said but you have to have a plan B I think or, or or kind of have other interests and this is the bit that I do as, as a life coach with athletes is that sport is a part of your life it yeah. is not everything and yeah. you can apply that to anything like you being at uni and, and being laser focused on this yeah. is my career this is what I'm going to do that's great yeah. but it isn't the be all and end all it's not your whole identity no um, and on you know CEOs guys boardrooms business owners athletes they can get really caught up in their, their thing yeah. to the detriment of themselves and other friends yeah, family and other sure. wider things did you did that happen to you yeah, or did you I think probably yeah I mean for sure I think definitely I think I'm probably relationships more than <laughs> I think yeah it's just it's quite I mean I think the hardest thing in terms of the last say the last 10 years has been probably traveling so right. it's been yeah the, for me one of the hardest things in life has been balance is you know mm. how do you balance family friends work self-care mm. um you know spiritually what you need to you know how you, what you what you want to aspire mm. to do and, and be and yeah it's hard because i'm the sort of person that i want it want it all you know and yeah. why why can't you but it's hard to get that balance right something often slips yeah certainly for periods in your life and i think yeah i think the the job has been quite all-consuming and i probably have I've always I've always been really conscious of a good work-life balance, definitely. But you don't always get it right, and I think, no. but it's a demanding job. It's kind of you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like you can, one day you're not feeling very well, you're just not going to turn up to the office. You know, if I'm not there, I'm not on air. I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm letting you. There's a program there. There's a whole load of mm. other people mm. behind what you're doing, and so it's a case of showing up, putting the face yeah. on it, as it were. You know, yeah, the, and it's hard. Like sometimes, you know stuff going on in your life or things happening you've got to smile put your lippy on and, yeah. and get out there in front of that camera and you're like oh, this is the struggle yeah today. it's literally like yeah. game face isn't yeah. it but that's the same for athletes yeah so get that but it's just it's rewards have been massive and an amazing career an amazing job but it's like anything it's, it's high pressure mm. again you know sports stars have to there's pros and cons to everything mm. so yeah it hasn't I don't think it has always been easy and mm. I think you know, Sky's an amazing place to work, but they demand quite a lot of you, and they demand right. high standards. So mm. you're always on it, and you know, the, the travelling for sure has not been easy. Right. You know, long periods away from home, and, and I, I sort of I've, I've cut back on the travelling the last few years, definitely. Mm. Um, is that is that through choice? Is that because you you're more established in your role and you, you can get, do that? Yeah, a bit less? I think when you're young, early on your career, you're kind of yeah. you're trying to make it, aren't you? And you're just you're just say yes to everything. Mm. Um, and it's easier to be to put your demands out there mm. as you get more established and part of the team. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, makes sense. That's yeah. it's like any any career, isn't yeah. it? Once you've got, you know, you you'll do anything to get your foot in the door. Yeah, once your foot's in the door and you show you've got, yeah. you know, you're good at what you do, then yeah, you can maybe squeeze a little bit more juice out Definitely. of the, the orange, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, I mean, I think when I even like my contract when I first started at Sky, I was probably doing thirty odd weeks. Whereas now I'm, my contract's 20 weeks, so mm. even that's just a massive difference. Wow, yeah. And it's, it's, it's demanding as well. It takes a lot out of you. If you're flying back from the States and you know, you're landing on a Tuesday and then fly back overnight Monday night, landing on a Tuesday, then back in the studio on Thursday, I mean, the jet load is brutal. Jet lo yeah, yeah. Jet, lo 
Jet, jet lag and me are not no, friends. I, I could not say. do that. I'd need a week. It literally takes me about a week to get over it. Yeah, it um, I was just talking to one of them. Um, one of the girls from Golf Channel there. I mean, she's mm. just flown from the West Coast, and I'm like, she's, you know, it's just it's hard. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's not brutal. So uh, let's talk about golf because obviously yeah. that's predominantly what you do on Sky Sports. How, how did that? How did you first become get involved in golf? Because obviously you play and you yeah. play. I've once heard somebody say you were an average golfer. Now your handicap to me is not an average golfer. Who said I was average? I don't know. I no, heard I it. We'll find them <laughs> <laughs> and we'll hunt them down. Yes. Um, so you would say so you wouldn't call yourself an average golfer? No, I mean look, I got down six was my lowest. Yeah. So um, I mean, I've been told. I think because of the the tennis. The hand-eye coordination is very good, like right. golf to tennis, tennis to golf. Yeah, I do. I think I, I mean, I did. I got told when I was younger I could have been pro if I'd have. So I know. Sorry, I hate, that, but you know, it's. I, I was speaking <laughs> earlier. I might ask Sarah if she wants to have a game of golf while I'm yeah, there. I don't know. I'll bother now. No, well, I'm not. It's not not the same now. <laughs> I can't putt at the minute. So how did, how, <laughs> brilliant. Let's have a game. I might actually win a couple of holes. Um, how did you first get into golf? Yeah, then? so so when the tennis kind of um, ended, I randomly again fa- uh, my uncle lives at Glen Eagles in Scotland. Oh, awesome. So went up for a family holiday, had a had a hit, mm. like totally hooked from day one. Instantly, yeah, day yeah. one, brilliant. Um, I mean, it's not hard to fall in love with golf at Glen Eagles because it's stunning. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's on. That's on. You know, I've got a couple of lists. That's beast. on the list. Have you for not the been? <laughs> not been. No. no. Should it's, go. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, St Andrews is a massive yeah, tick. So, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so so that was it, and that's and that kind of again the coordination thing. It, it really because I kind of got it, mm. and I hit a couple of. And you feel that connection, that strike, and you're like, yeah, this mm. is amazing. And, I, and I, I did kind of want something to fill that competitive void. I think. Mm. Um, so yeah, and that was it really. And then I sort of got more into it, started playing, worked. Um, Man United TV my first job and I did BBC in the in the Midlands mm. and BBC in London and then as I got more into golf I then knew that I wanted to try and specialise in golf right just falling in love with the falling game love playing with it, it and watching loved it loved it as a you know thought as a career opportunity amazing mm. you know nice people you get to travel to some nice places you know yeah. it's a nice sport to work in many bad golf courses really is it no, like, yeah exactly it's just a good it's just a good sport so that yeah. was kind of it and i was like yeah like, i want to do that so that was that was kind of the plan yeah. and yeah worked my way and brilliant yeah so satanta was my first kind of big golf job and then when i was there then when the sky job came up i'd obviously had some experience in golf yeah got caught got a call to go in for a screen test i think it was about four or five of us and then got the job, yeah. Brilliant. So, so it's from Satanta to Satanta. Yeah. Actually, well, like, Satanta went bust, unfortunately, so I lost my job. Right. And back to the BBC. So I left a staff job at the BBC, which was a risk, but I yeah. knew that I had to do it. Took the Satanta job. Went when that went kaput. Went back to the BBC freelance, right. and then then I got the call about Sky. Yeah. Thank, thankfully, got it, and that was it. Because when I when I did a little, obviously, I do a little Wikipedia search of all of my guests. Oh God, be rude what, not to. Know, yeah. What's <laughs> no, it say? I was an average golfer. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt, didn't it? That average golfer. Bit. Oh, so I didn't say it. Please don't. T- please don't be offended. It's not me. Somebody else said it, and I was like, I think seven or six is an average golfer. But, but anyway, it wasn't on Wikipedia. If it is, I'm going to go in and yeah, you're going to change, change Wikipedia. Brilliant golfer. <laughs> 
Um, could have been a professional if she'd have tried harder, I don't know. But what do you want me to write? Let me know and I'll go and do it. If her attitude had been better, she could have made it. Yeah, <laughs> it should have known me back then. I forgot what I was going to say now. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so when I did the Wikipedia thing, you have worked in so many places as a journalist. Like, you started off with MUTV, yeah, like I say, yeah. Satanta, BBC. Yeah. And yeah. There is literally, and you're a writer as well. Yeah, so I do... So obviously with the journalism stuff, I haven't read Wikipedia. I need to check out my page and see what it says. <laughs> yeah, you need to um, go and update yeah. the golf bit, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so I did the quali- journalism qualification. always love the writing side of things as well. I actually want to do more of that. So okay. I've actually just, sorry, shameless plug, just um, <laughs> been hired by Golf Channel as, uh, Golf Monthly as their new... Oh, I um, do know that. <laughs> yeah, as their new columnist, so that's yeah. cool. So yeah, I love the write- writing side of things. Yeah. Um, but... I guess TV's always kind of been at the forefront, but I would like to do more written stuff. Do you think that would, you know, obviously, do you feel like you always want to be at the forefront, like on screen, or do you think writing might be something you'd I think, like to sort of be, be yeah, doing more predominantly than, than on screen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's probably have done a lot of what I wanted to achieve mm. in TV. Yeah, I just think probably writing as a lifestyle choice is quite good, isn't it? Mm. Like, you know, you look at. Um, with COVID and what's happened and the ability to maybe, you know, to still work but, you know, to be at home and mm. a bit more and so yeah I think I would like to explore that definitely Yeah, that's, I mean I, look, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no writer but I've written a few articles for magazines and stuff like that and I actually, for me, it's a, it's a challenge it's a personal yeah. development challenge because I, I left school with not very very little qualifications so to write and get something published for me was like a massive yeah, win yeah. and now uh, September I'm starting to write my book oh, cool. so, which will be amazing yeah. but it's for me it's a real stretch but even though it's a stretch I can feel the beauty in it yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's it's something that every day I think right write something today it doesn't really matter what it is just write it's very there, thera- is a be- there is a beauty that, yeah I find it very therapeutic but I just find it really rewarding as well yeah um yeah it's quite magical whereas sometimes you know you're TV's amazing. It's very kind mm. of instantaneous. Sometimes it can feel a bit soulless in, yeah. a, in a weird way. Well, it's there and it's, yeah. it's there and then it's yeah. gone, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I know you can watch things on demand and repeat, but actually books, if I think about, I've got loads of books. Yeah. I always have about five on my bedside yeah, table. Yeah. And I turn the pages down, I highlight, I write in them, and I'll go back to them, pick it up, pick yeah. it up, pick it up. But yeah. TV, for me, is not something I do that. Like you say, for me, it's very, yeah. it's there, it's gone. It's gone, yeah. So... I think there is a you know there's a beauty skill in skill in writing as well and also being in that right mindset that frame of mind to be able to put pen to paper and, and produce the goods I think is is and when you do it's really satisfying because you you kind of got you you've kind of got to be in that flow yeah so to get it to get it right it's very hard do you find like for me if I'm going to write something I have to just go away complete silence yeah. and be in a little gin corner. helps <laughs> Nice, nice easy gin. with gin. Nice gin. gin. It doesn't know something about it. it kind of I helps don't like the, it. Do you know? No. I wish just, I did. It's my tip. Also, is I'm it? not a big drinker, but I do like a gin. So I don't know. There's something about you know a nice gin and tonic and and a, and a journal. Do you and, need a nice yeah. journal? Does it need to yeah, be pretty? Do, and oh, look, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice pen. Exactly. It's me. Got, I'm yeah. like, I use this. Look, get your biro. Me, oh yeah. The digital notepad. Which is that the remarkable one? Yes. So I need to get myself one of those. I've got like 50 questions on here for you yeah. that I've not even looked at. Um, I didn't think I'd need them, but I always have them as backup. Um, but yeah, writing is very therapeutic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, love it. You know, and so if I can do more next few years, that'd be great. Do you think you want to write a book, or is yeah, it just you're so happy I've, with the columns and things no, like that? I've got a couple of ideas for books, actually, mm. that I 
sports related? Uh, yeah, one sports related. So I did a um, a series for we kind of did it in COVID called Life Lessons Through Sport. That I did oh, with, that yeah, was on my list yeah, of questions. Talk yeah, about that. so which was amazing, and I kind of want to do. Hopefully, we'll do more series mm. of that. Um, but I think potential with a book as well, maybe. Yeah, I'd um, definitely buy that book. Yeah, I would love to write that book, quite frankly, yeah. because. I read obviously I read sporting books and yeah. you know about being your best about attitude about mindset about yeah. what it takes to be elite which is you know yeah. a bit of what this podcast has been about you know speaking to people that are in the industry yeah. and elite athletes and what it really takes and that's obviously yeah. the lessons that you know your I, program yeah I've always just really been into the mental side of sport sports psychology mm. like you said the personal development you know being a, a better person self mastery all that I love that and mm. so for me to when I'm speaking to the players, like this week, for example, I'm doing you know the hosting, but the post round interviews, and you get oh, right. you know, like two or three minutes post round. It's very kind of reflective. That's quite about, pressurized, isn't it? To do yeah, those two it, minutes. Yeah, it is, but it's very reactive to what you know the season, the round today, the challenges of this week, mm. and, which is great, and I love that side of it. But I also love the more kind of sit down, deep interviews, finding out mm. what who they are, what makes them tick, yeah. the pressures that they feel, and what goes on inside their mind, and that's kind of what. Life Lessons Through Sport was all about, you know, resilience, attitude, um, you know, keeping keeping positive in adversity, growing from mm. adversity was one of the one of the themes. And I just found it enthralling. Yeah. So no. I know some of their stories anyway, like we did Ian Poulter on attitude. For me one of the the best sporting attitudes out there. Right. You know, he you know, and he said he's a, obviously a good player, but he's ninety five percent achieved what he has because of his attitude. Yeah. And people with way more talent and half his attitude I haven't got near what he has in no. his career and, and that happened you know I always say that and I, you know when I'm talking with, whether it's a client or anyone you, you know you can have all the skill in yeah. the world but if you've got no will and no decent mindset you are not going yeah. to win yeah. and if you've got a starting line and you've got a guy that's in top physique you yeah. know physically you yeah. know ripped and trained to you know nth yeah. degree but their mindset is shit but you've got the guy that's you know he's yeah. in pretty good shape yeah. But his attitude is off the chart. Yeah. He, he's going to win. Yeah, definitely. He is going to win, uh, and that's just how it is. Yeah. You yeah. know, and every athlete that I've interviewed, every athlete I've worked with, they all get it, and they yeah. all know that. Yeah. I was talking to a UFC fighter, um, uh, Raquel Pennington, last week, and she said, for her, mindset and attitude is ninety percent of her getting definitely. in that octagon. Yeah, that's incredible. And yeah. most athletes will say that. Yeah. So I, I've always kind of loved that side. So if I can do more. More in that genre, that would be amazing for me. Mm. Out of that series that you did, who was? I know you did Pulse, and I know you yeah. did uh, Jimmy White. Who Jimmy White was brilliant. Was he? Yeah. Was that probably one of the ones you yeah, enjoyed the most? I loved, I, yeah, because randomly I used to love watching snooker. Yeah, I, I did I as a kid. Yeah, my dad used to watch it, Same. so I watched it with my so dad. My dad was like sat there in the lounge smoking his cigar. And <laughs> we were, it was just something about I don't know, like sort of the cold winter nights watching. Yeah, snooker. Did you used to watch Pop Black? No. Sunday. You no. Know, didn't watch that. No. I'm really old though, so I'm older than you. So um, yeah. No, I don't. Well, I don't. I apologise. I'm just that older <laughs> than you. It was this Sunday on Sunday. You used to have this thing called Pop Black. I'm trying to think of the guy that used to host it. But anyway, and they just played snooker on a Sunday, and okay, it would just no, be like this series. Right? That, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, <laughs> you probably won't. But. Google it. Uh, but yeah, no, Jimmy White was cool, just kind of, and that's still, that belief that he still has, that he can be a world champion. Yeah. You know, yeah. What is it, what, so what was he, 57, I think he is. Is he? Uh, yeah. Wow, Christ. You know, still believes he can do it. 
It's like Serena Williams, isn't it? I mean, I'm a mass, I'm a huge Serena yeah. Williams fan, um, and I know lots of people have written her off yeah. many, many times, and she um, is still here. You know, yeah. uh, you know, she's playing the U.S. Open this year. Yeah. I know she mentally thinks that she can still do it, yeah. and because of her attitude and her mindset, yeah, there's every chance that she can. It's belief, isn't it? Like how yeah. many people, you know, if you don't, if you don't believe it, no one else is going to. Mm. So you've got to. Summon that belief in somewhere. Mm, absolutely. Uh, so no, he was he was good. Adam Rippon as well talks about authenticity, kind mm. of dealing with sexuality, and as a high-profile athlete, that was really cool. Mm. Um, but oh. yeah, I, I Sorry, yeah, no, it's just so I think just kind of what they have to deal with and what they've what they've done in their life, really. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? it's Johnny Nelson, the boxer. Yeah. Confidence issues used to have massive self-doubt, confidence yeah. issues. You know that imposter syndrome theme comes yeah. up a lot don't think I'm good enough and yet they go on to have a great career and now obviously in the public domain with Sky you know talking to millions on, on the camera mm. um, on TV screen so do yeah, you ever amazing. get that do you ever because obviously you you're, you're, you know, you're sitting there and there's a lot of people watch yeah, golf it's funny, on I'd, Sky yeah. do you ever get though did you in the beginning yeah, is definitely, it something you managed definitely. Or dealt with and I think you know bigger events certainly you know like the Ryder Cups and, and the Opens and the Masters you've done the Ryder Cups yeah I've done the Ryder Cups oh, and the Masters and Masters is, is nerve-wracking. Is it? Cause, yeah, because you kind of got to be on your best behaviour because of the the rules and restrictions yeah. at Augusta National. So you're always a bit like, oh, I've got to be careful what I say. Right. You can't be as expressive as, as you can at the other majors. That's, that's the one thing about sport for me, uh, you know, and I watch a lot of sport, I listen to a lot of interviews and things like that, and I hate how, um, I guess it's it's structured some of the interviews like you know I watched, I used to watch a lot of football interviews yeah. and, and they just say the right thing say the right yeah. thing say, and, I, and, I, and I just don't watch them anymore no. because it's just it's so vanilla yeah. it, it, and, and me as a, as a viewer I just don't enjoy that no. I want to I, hence why I do this yeah. podcast probably because yeah. I just want to have a conversation yeah, exactly. like, can we just have a chat yeah. about how was that yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and keeping it really real yeah. and I see a lot of interviews and I appreciate what you're saying that obviously there is etiquette at some yeah. of these events um, but one of the things for me is that we, we, I think sport has lost in those interviews some of the realness and the rawness yeah, of, of it. They're media trained, aren't they? And they mm. have to, you know, they. I think a lot of these athletes and sports stars, they don't, they don't need that added distraction. So you know, for us, you know, Rory McIlroy is always a great interview. Mm. He always gives, he's always honest. He always gives you sound bites. He always gives you stuff that's your, he's giving us stuff mm. that we want for our jobs. Yeah. Whereas maybe it doesn't always benefit him. No. You know, he doesn't want to be in the media. He doesn't want to be quoted. He doesn't, or doesn't need to be. You know, it's a distraction from what he's trying to do. Mm. So I, I get it, but we want, we want the newsworthy lines. Of and, course, yeah, yeah, yeah. To do our No jobs. different to this podcast. Yeah. You know, my editor will take out the sound bites or the yeah. quotes and be like, you know, those are the headlines, and yeah. we want those yeah. bits. Exactly. They're the grabbers, aren't yeah, they? At exactly. The end of the day. It's what, yeah. So what gets the attention? So I, I get it, but I'm like you. It's that's why I kind of quite like the the personal stuff or away mm. from tournament mm. interviews because you get can try and get them a bit more yeah. to open up a bit more who's the uh, when you're talking about opening up a bit more who, I mean you've interviewed pretty much everyone I think in, in the golfing world certainly yeah. Tiger and everyone yeah, haven't yeah, you yeah, yeah. Who, who have you enjoyed most? I, mean, I know it's difficult because a lot of them you like to say you only get a couple of minutes yeah but. I, th- I love I've always loved Sergio I've always kind of I've known him for years and we kind of you know kind of got to know each other well mm. and I just I love the fact that he I don't know because I guess we've developed a, a bit of a I need to speak to um, 
developed a bit of, uh, I guess, a bit of a relationship there. I've mm. always felt like he probably trusted me. So I think sometimes I've, I've pushed him and after some tough losses, mm. got him to open up and be emotional, which yeah. is amazing. Mm. Um, so he's kind of one of my favorites for sure. Rory, as I said, I just think- Quite raw and yeah, yeah, real. Honest and, and again, got to know him quite well. And I think you develop that relationship and hopefully they can, they trust you a little bit more. Tiger's great. Um, tough at the beginning speaking to him when I uh, quite guarded and obviously but when again when you get to know him he's always been great mm. and, um, yeah I think most golfers are they give mm. you something so yeah. but I definitely say Sergio and Rory my probably top two top two yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah so I'm conscious of time I don't want to uh, keep you too long but sure. I do want to talk about some you you are a very busy woman yes um, so I want to talk about some of the other things that you're yeah. doing well obviously your network so yeah. um, and your leadership yeah. stuff that you're doing um, tell us a little bit about that because obviously you're really passionate about that yeah I just think women in having sort of working in environments which are quite male dominated so you know TV and sport and etc so I think I've always kind of had that passion for women hopefully trying to achieve their dreams and getting mm. to where they want to be so reach is a network where we kind of support and empower women to do that I've also started doing a lot of next generation events now so mm. kind of how do we use our network of successful women to inspire the young girls to be the next kind of leaders yeah. future leaders so that's yeah that's a huge kind of love of mine really mm. um, and I'd like to do more in that space definitely sort of the gender balance and inequality I think I still think we're playing catch up and why are we so massively yeah, yeah so. so that's kind of that's a bit of a passion project for me so where do you see that going what do you what are your hopes for um, that I think we want to try and build the business and grow it I think mm. as well commercially we've got some really good sponsors on board um, so definitely sort of opportunities in, in that regard um, we're working with some quite cool sponsors and working with Pearson the publisher oh yeah, um, yeah. the educational group so we're doing a lot with them um, so I don't know I see I mean in my in my ideal world we, we grow it and then maybe we look at an exit strategy and try and there's an acquisition to be done with kind of a, a management consultancy or an accountant mm. sort of like the, the Accentures or, or, or somebody like that or even a Pearson in terms of the content side of things so right. that's kind of my, my feeling with that if we can I mean it's very much a side hustle at the minute for mm. me, me and my business partner um, we kind of yeah, we've both got a lot on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sensing yeah. you're someone that likes to, to have yeah, a few things on. I do, but that can sometimes be a fault as well, I think. Mm. It's hard to get, you know, I want to do what I do well. Mm. And I want to, you know, not spread myself too thin. thin. Yeah. yeah. So talking of, of that and spreading yourself thin, but what do you do outside? Because obviously you, your job has been very demanding up yeah. to this point. What, who are you outside of that? You know, Because we see people on TV, don't we? You know, yeah. also, you know, We see athletes and we, we make assumptions, we make, yeah. you know, we presume and we make judgments, that's just human yeah. behaviour. But what are you like doing outside of your job? Who are you outside um, of the, off of the screen? Well, I've also just, I'm kind of, I haven't publicly sort of told, I know you know this, but I'm not, Public, I haven't sort of gone public with it, but I'm, mm. I'm expecting my first child in January, um, so that's going to be a whole new life for me. Um, yeah, so well, you be, forget everything yeah, else exactly. because yeah, that's you know, my job now. Yeah, um, yeah, that's going to be weird, and I think um, slightly, you know, I've led quite a selfish life. I think not in a bad way, but just in being very focused, like athletes, and sort of I went from playing sport to to in this career where mm. you have to be quite focused and single-minded so that does it worries me a bit about making sure that I can give 
everything to this little person. Mm. So that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um, but an amazing one. Slightly nervous as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should think most first time mum's parents are. are, yeah. Yeah, are yeah. Fairly, I, I mean, my kids are adopted, but I do know how nervous I was yeah. when they first came into our world. Yeah. And suddenly I'd get these not scare you but yeah. <laughs> I get these waves of emotion yeah. of like oh, I had twins yeah. so it's like I'm responsible for yeah. these, know, <laughs> these humans and it's just I like t- well it's funny because my with my cousins I'm really close to my my cousins lost so we lost so my cousin Emily that her two boys mm. and then really close Luca's what was Luca now 19 and Sasha's 16 and then my brother's kids and my two nephews and niece really close mm. and I'm always like the irresponsible adult <laughs> so I'm always like He's like, like the role. fun auntie or the fun cousin yeah. um, so they're like they're like right Sarah how's this going to work because yeah. you're now you're, but that's you can also, still be yeah, yeah exactly be a but, fun mum yeah but I need to, no course but also probably I'm like the one that they come to when they want to mess around and do stupid stuff. Yeah. And uh, and let them kind of do what they want. It's nice um, doing that, yeah. isn't it? So, but I need to probably be a little bit more responsible. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> a there balance. is a huge responsibility yeah, yeah. that comes with being a parent, but yeah. equally, you know, you as a person, you still have to have your needs yeah. met. I mean, obviously parenting is probably part of that, those needs, yeah. but those individual personal needs yeah. you know obviously your sport your career your writing yeah. your so, business your net reach I know the, ba- the balance is going to be the balance is going to be tough and I've, I've got quite into, I know it's a passion of yours as well I've got quite into property in the last few years as well mm. and I, I love it I'm kind of it's like an addiction something about I don't know it's like a bit of addiction Yeah. so I've got really into that and that's that's taken up a bit of my time as well so I know I need to just I know I need to be careful with how I manage everything mm. um but yeah, I think I'm excited about the next the next chapter. Do you? Good luck with that, by the way. <laughs> Do you have any regrets from sort of the last, you know, all the years that you've been in media and journalism? You know, because you have been, like, say, pretty focused. You yeah. got into golf. You knew that, you know, you wanted to to get into, you know, on TV with the golf and stuff yeah. like that. And you've achieved that. It's been amazing. Yeah. Are there any regrets from any of that, or is it? How does that sit with you? Yeah, not, no, I don't think so. I try not to regret. I mean, I think, like I said, it's, I, I find it hard with relationships. That's been giving the giving the right amount to that you know that person by your side. I think mm. I've struggled with that quite a lot. But I think some of that you know is some of that's personal stuff as well. I don't mm. think it's always necessarily being work related. Mm. I try and li- I try not to live life with regrets because I think. You do what you, you... You make the decisions based on what you have in that moment. Absolutely. And you don't always have our best stuff in that moment. Mm. So I, I've, I was, I've been very hard on myself the last few years, but I think I've, I've got a bit kinder to myself mm. now. And, you know, some close people close to me have helped me sort of have, get that self-love back because it's not easy. No, it isn't, yeah. You know, a lot of... I think a lot of driven people are really mm. tough on themselves. Yeah. Really, really tough yeah. on themselves. And one of the most wonderful things you can do for yourself is to be compassionate yeah. with yourself and, and learn to you know apply that yeah. self-care every day and so even in, in the smallest little way I think so um, and I, I think it's it's a good habit to get into yeah. if you can do that yeah. I, I used to be incredibly tough on myself and um, you know when I was first in property like I was like yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to learn to sort of it didn't get me it didn't bring me happiness I love no. I love property don't get me wrong uh, but I wasn't ful- I wasn't fulfilled. I think yeah. that's why I do what I do now because yeah. I've learned the fulfilment bit will bring joy to all the other bits. Yeah, you know, exactly. when you have a passion, yeah. 
you know, you, you might be great at it, you might be Ronaldo or whatever, yeah. a football player, but actually, if Ronaldo's a fulfilled human being first, yeah. his level of ability and performance Definitely. and enjoyment are going to escalate. Yeah. He, no doubt he'd probably still be an incredible footballer, yeah. and maybe, you know, but the levels that you can take yourself to yeah. and the enjoyment that you can have, you know, if you can get these basics right, yeah. you know, Definitely. off the chart. Yeah. Yeah. off the chart and I think that's what we're all trying, we're all searching for aren't we as well with mm. you know that happier I am sort of in myself happier I'm at work and I think mm. the better you are as well mm. so for sure yeah you're certainly in a happy place right now with the baby coming I am yeah it's uh, life's good just need to just need to get through the birth <laughs> so here's a quote I always ask this question and we'll, we'll probably finish up on this question but I always ask this question to to clients um, when they first come come to work with me if, if we were to pick up the phone three years from now yeah and uh, have a conversation and you'd had the best three years of your life mm. what would you say to me I've had the best three years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that. Um, <laughs> what's happened yeah. in these three amazing years um, where are you? Yeah, I think just being adapted and being comfortable to being a mum. I think I've definitely been on a bit of a personal journey. I think went through a lot of my early years, kind of just not really, I don't know, kind of enjoying life and, well, loving life, Mm. but probably had to, um, probably had to grow and develop as a person and what's happened has has made me do that Mm. Um, so I think I've realised the value of inner peace and when you don't have it how horrific it is so I think that that balance between all areas of my life but finding that kind of you know when you sat down at the end of the day with a gin and tonic and you're (laughs) (laughs) reflecting on things just that kind of calmness that yeah and that comes back to kind of the spirituality stuff as well I've always been kind of a spiritual person I think just finding that inner, despite what's going on, you know, finding that kind of calm and happiness, yeah. even if there are tough things going on in your life, is special and it's Amazing. not an easy thing to do. No. So I think I'd want to, f- I'd want to have a, I want to really work on that and have that kind of higher level of inner peace, definitely. Yeah. And I think just yeah, just be hopefully a good mum and happy, happy personal life and just and also with my work and what I'm doing kind of that fulfilment would you st- you'd still be working at Sky that would be your aim yeah I, yeah just see what happens don't know I mean there's other things you know I, I want to do more with Reach I've mm. got I want to do there's other kind of projects I'm kind of looking at right now so mm. I want to do a bit more commercially business wise I think because um, you're quite business savvy as yeah, well aren't you? I, I haven't ha- really touched yeah, on that no, but you are as well and I really like that side of things I'm also conscious of how tough it can be though yeah. and how much time it can take up so yeah I'm looking at probably more kind of investing say looking at other opportunities mm. without actually having to run something myself mm-hmm. so hopefully I can be a part of something that does well and you know yeah, I can get out yeah well it's nice when things run and yeah. that's the beauty of one of the beauties of property isn't it if you can get the right sort of portfolio that yeah. it kind of sits there exactly. and, and feeds the pot as yeah. it were without too yeah. much of your intervention yeah. So, yeah that's kind of that's a good thing so yeah. Well, so well, I yeah. wish you well with it. Thank all. you very much. And the inner peace bit, I totally, you know, yeah. I'm totally on board with that. We all, we, it, we all have it within us. It's how, yeah. it's whether we take the time to tap into it, yeah. we take the time to slow down enough yeah. to listen to our intuition, our gut, 
um, and sadly, you know, I think we were saying before we started recording, you know, about slowing down, but, yeah. you know, the way that you're going to get that inner calm and that yeah. inner peace for all of us is to slow down, yeah. and yet we live in this fast-paced world. Yeah. It can be very difficult, but that's where your best decisions come from, clarity comes yeah. from, intuition comes from slowing yeah. down and giving yourself that space yeah. and that time. And when you learn to do that, this is me having a little bit of a preach, um, <laughs> but when you can learn to do that, yeah. then you're your own best friend because it yeah. doesn't matter what's going on around you, yeah, whether it's chaos not, or work, yeah. you can just bring it back to yourself and yeah. actually know, yeah, but actually I'm okay, I yeah. have breath, I have safety, I have a shelter, yeah. um, I'm a good person. And those are four things for me that I always come back to, and I know, and I have that inner peace, and it just comes back to me. It's taken years to be able to get to that point, yeah. but it's such a beautiful thing when you get yeah. it because, you know, the more weight we place on things, the more vulnerable position we put ourselves in. Yeah, you know, like we're talking about, you know, athletes or whatever they put, you know, on this part. How much yeah. do they put on this part? You know, is it the be all and end all? Well, you put yourself in a vulnerable no, position. No. If yeah. you can do, like you said, just go there and play tennis or go yeah. and play golf. You're fine. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. So yeah, that's the goal. That's you know. But like you said, it's a work in progress as well, isn't it? You don't get there and think, oh, I've cracked it. No, <laughs> I never. It's so yeah. I'll keep working on it. No. Good. Well, I look forward to seeing what you do and reading oh, Golf Monthly and, yes. and Reach and being part of Next Gen. Thank you for that. I've enjoyed Welcome. doing that. I'll no, be up in Manchester for that yeah, as well. So, are you in Ma- Manchester? I am. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you there. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, it's Sarah. Been a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Real Life Sports Show. I hope you found some value and joy in this podcast. If you have, then please tell someone else about it. And also, while you're at it, why not leave me a five-star review? Also, you can share it on your socials. You'll find me mostly on Instagram at Sam Adams Coach. You can also check me out at my website, sam-adams.com. Send any comments or any interest in coaching or speaking to my Instagram. Just drop me a DM. I look at all my messages and I respond to every single one of them.